You are listening to the Pursuit Church Essay Podcast. We are a group of imperfect, real people on a mission to pursue God and love people. From wherever you are listening, we hope that you are encouraged by this week's message. Today I'm going to uh, finish out our series on relationships called Relationship Roadblocks. And we have a base camp scripture that we've been kind of leaning on this entire series, and it's from James chapter 1, verses 19 through 21. And basically, it tells us that we are to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because our human anger doesn't please God, and it doesn't change anybody. But it also tells us that it's the word of God. And when we get that into our hearts and in our minds and into our spirits, that's what really changes people. So that's what James is telling us. So in week one, we learned that to avoid one of the um, relationship roadblocks of anger and offense, we need to lower our expectations of people. Sometimes you just got to lower your expectations. You have what you want them to do, but maybe that's not on them. Lower our expectations of others, and then also show them grace from a thankful heart for the grace that you've received from God. Week two, we exposed pride and false humility as relationship roadblocks, and then we gave you five ways to live a life of humility, because that's the antidote for pride, humility. Examine your heart first. Look at yourself first. Be willing to be wrong and then apologize when you are. Serve others expecting absolutely nothing in return. Submit to the authority because God ordains all authority, good or bad. And live with a thankful, grateful heart. You see, there's a running vein here. It's a thankful, grateful heart that helps avoid roadblocks in our relationships. So this week, our last week, I want to talk about bitterness and unforgiveness. And we save these two for last because they are huge relationship roadblocks, big problems. But we got to deal with them, y'all. It's because they're big problems. We need to deal with them. If forgiveness doesn't come natural for us, it's counterintuitive, actually, when you think about it. And that's why we got to deal with it. Because bitterness and unforgiveness will destroy things. They're dangerous. And they're dangerous, let me tell you this, they're dangerous because they paralyze us. Bitterness and unforgiveness paralyze us. When we won't work through our pain and then forgive the offender, we're stuck. And you know why we're stuck? Because we keep replaying what happened over in our minds. We keep going back to that place. And replaying and rehashing. And it stays fresh in our minds, but it also stays fresh in our hearts. And it keeps us stuck in the past. And you can't see the future if you keep looking back at the past. And that's the reason bitterness and unforgiveness are destroyers. They destroy relationships. So that's why we need to know how to handle them. And maybe, maybe you're sitting there saying, I don't struggle with that. Good. That's good. That's real good. I do. So maybe I'm just preaching to myself today. As a matter of fact, right now I'm walking through some stuff and the devil's steady trying to bait me with unforgiveness. So again, maybe I'm just going to preach to myself today. But before I get started, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We thank you for your presence here. You called us to worship. We answered the call and we thank you that you are here in our midst. 
We came to gather around you, around Jesus Christ and him crucified. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your son. We thank you for the ability to come together in his name and learn a little bit more about you and what you've given us, Lord. And we come with adoration, we come with praise, and we come with a heart open to receive what you have to say. So, Father, I ask you, push me out of the way. I submit my mind, my will, my emotions, my vocal cords, every single bit of me, Lord, I submit to you. And I ask you, holy, heavenly Father, have your way. Speak through me. Let every word that comes out of my mouth be edifying to the hearer, and let it change us all from the inside out. In the mighty name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. 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 So let me ask you this question. Have you ever heard of the fundamental attribution error? It's a big word, big phrase, right? Fundamental attribution error. Let me tell you what it is. It's a social psychological phenomena. It's actually a bias where we tend to attribute our own behavior to our circumstances. But we attribute someone else's to their actions or their actions to their character. Let me say that again. Fundamental attribution error is we attribute our own behavior to circumstances, but we attribute someone else's actions to their character. For example, if I said or did something ugly to you, oh, I was just hangry or stressed out or upset or whatever. But if you did something or said something ugly to me, well, you're jacked up. You're rude. You got issues. You see how that works? We want to give ourselves a lot of grace, but we have a hard time giving that same amount of grace to other people. This is human nature. We all lean towards this bias. It's a fact. It is what it is, right? But there's this gap that exists. There's a gap that exists between the grace we want and the grace we're willing to give others or the forgiveness we want and the forgiveness we're willing to give others. And you know what? It's only, it's only when we figure out how to fill that gap that we can have better relationships first with God and then with each other. And here's the key. You got to let go of some stuff. You got to let go of some stuff because you know what? Empty hands hold a lot. But if you're holding on, white-knuckling, gripping, holding on to stuff, there's no room to put anything else in here. You can't hold anything else if your hands are already full holding on to stuff. Empty hands, they can receive more, and then they can turn around and give more. So when we let go of stuff, then we're able to receive and we're able to give true forgiveness, and that's how we can avoid bitterness altogether. Did you hear what I just said? To avoid bitterness altogether, you just got to forgive. It's that simple. Just that simple. But here's the deal with bitterness. It's got roots, tentacles. Hebrews 12, 15 says, See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God so that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. Here's the thing about roots. You don't see them all the time, right? It's because they're hidden beneath the ground. But they cause a lot of damage. They bust pipes. They mess up foundations. Roots are dangerous, and you don't always see them. Let me give you an example of that. This past summer, 
Pastor Bob and I spent a lot of time, way too much time, in Cold Spring, Texas. Anybody ever heard of Cold Spring, Texas? Not my kids. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Anybody else in here ever heard of Cold Spring, Texas? It's this little bitty podunk town in the deep East Texas piney woods about an hour north of Houston. We spent a lot of time there this past summer. And the thing about up there, it rains a lot, right? And there's this vine. There's this vine that grows everywhere up there. It's wretched. Or as my little grandson would say, it's demonic. And it's called poison ivy. I've seen it here, but not like it is up there. And I can spot it a mile away. You want to know why? Because I grew up with it. In Houston, poison ivy is everywhere. It's just like a flower. Like, there, there you go. Poison ivy in the yard, no big deal, right? I've been a victim of it, and I know what it looks like. So when we were up there, I warned Pastor Bob multiple times, a myriad of times. I warned him. I said, look, this is what it looks like. I must have showed him a thousand times. This is what it looks like. Poison ivy, poison ivy. I was like loony walking around. Poison ivy, poison ivy. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Don't even think about it. Get away from it. I warned him. I showed him what it looked like, and I told him, it is in your best interest to avoid it at all costs, right? Well, guess what? Guess what? I love my husband. <laughs> he either didn't listen, he wasn't paying attention, and guess what? He ended up with the worst case of poison ivy I have ever seen in my life. The worst case. The worst case of poison ivy. We had a vacation plan, and this boy had to take steroids to get rid of it. It was so bad. He even has scars from it. I ain't never seen nobody with scars from it. He got it so bad. And you know what? A couple of weeks ago, we went back. Guess what happened again? He got it again. He didn't get it bad this time, but he still got it again. And you want to know why? We had the pasture mowed, right? But the mower guy, I didn't tell him to dig up the roots. I just told him to cut the pasture down, right? Well, he didn't dig up the roots, and it's a vine. It came back. And all Pastor Bob had to do was walk right by it and get a little brush of that leaf, and bam, he got infected again. Bitterness is like poison ivy, y'all. You have to avoid it at all costs. Because if you don't, it will mess you up. It will mess you up bad. And you know what else? It'll keep infecting you every time you touch it until you dig up the root. When we hold on to unforgiveness, it leads to bitterness in our hearts. And a root of bitterness will cause trouble in your relationships because every time you go there, it's going to mess you up. And that's why it's a relationship roadblock. And you know what? When people come into our own bitterness... It affects them bad. It steals their peace. Let me show you what I mean. Say you're on the job, right? You're working at this job, and you love it. You guys have great chemistry. It's good. It's fun. It's, it's uplifting. It's encouraging. And you let one person walk in there with some bitterness, and all of a sudden there's this heaviness. It's awkward and cringy. Take a family, for example. One person coming in there with bitterness, salty, negative, and there's division in the entire family all of a sudden. So how do we kill a root of bitterness? We expose it. You hear that? To get rid of bitterness, you need to face it. You need to acknowledge it. you got to expose it. The Apostle Paul tells us in Ephesians 5.11, he says, Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. He's telling us to expose the fruitless areas of sin in our lives. Bitterness yields no good fruit, y'all. Right. Examine your heart. 
Think about it. Maybe you're upset because now, you know, your ex is dating so-and-so. You don't want them, but you don't want him to be happy. That's bitterness. Or let's take it a little bit closer. Maybe you're mad at God. He didn't answer your prayers the way you thought he should. And now you're mad. You're upset. Or maybe God didn't prevent that thing from happening. That can lead to bitterness, y'all. Whatever can lead to bitterness in your heart, you have got to look at it, expose it. Jesus died so we could be healed. We can't heal from what we won't face. We cannot heal from what we won't face. Jesus died to heal us. You've got to expose it. Look at it. And after you expose it, cancel the debt. You want to cancel somebody? Cancel the debt. Forgive. Forgive. Whatever might be causing you to feel bitter or unforgiving, forgive it. Let it go. Forgiveness is the key to avoiding bitterness, but it's also the key to killing the root of bitterness. And I know that's not easy. I didn't come here to tell you, oh, it's so easy, just cancel it. It's not easy. It doesn't come natural. It's counterintuitive. It's difficult. I get that. But here's the deal. We have to do it. We cannot allow unforgiveness to imprison us because it's a prison. It's a prison of bars around our heart and around our mind and around our lives. We can't allow unforgiveness to develop into bitterness to imprison us because you know what? It'll destroy our lives, steal our potential, our dreams, our relationships, and worst of all, we cannot allow it to come between our relationship with God. And it will. Look at this. Luke 6.37 says, forgive and you will be forgiven. But look what Matthew 6.14.15 says. It says, if you forgive others their trespasses, in other words, what they did, then your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you don't forgive them their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. That's hard. I know that sounds hard. But God is serious about unforgiveness. I don't know about you, but I need God to forgive me daily. Almost moment by moment sometimes. And you know, I spent a lot of years of my life being mad at people, upset with people. They did this, they said that, da, 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 da. And you know what? It wasn't worth it. All it will do is steal your peace, rob you of your joy. And I'm at the point in my life, I just want to live at peace with people. Yeah, I got this name. Anyway, I just want to live at peace with people, y'all. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just gets exhausting being angry and upset and all stirred up on the inside. When all you got to do is just forgive. Let it go. Let some things go. I decided for me, I'm going to let some stuff go. But it took me a long time to get to that point. So I'm not judging anybody in here. I'm just telling you. It's hard, but you got to do it. And I think sometimes that we struggle with forgiveness because we really don't understand what it means. So you know what? If that's you, I want to help you a little bit here. And I'm going to tell you what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not forgetting what happened. There are some things that you may never forget. But here's the thing. We can get to a place where God brings healing and peace so that when we do remember it, it doesn't hurt anymore. And forgiveness, and I want you to hear me on this one, forgiveness is not letting them off the hook necessarily. 
but it is releasing them off of your hook so that God can put them on his hook. And I don't say that in a nasty way. I say it in a very matter-of-fact way. You let them off the hook and let God deal with it. Because that's what his word says. His word says Deuteronomy 32.25. It also says it in Romans, but I'm going to give you the Deuteronomy version. Vengeance is mine and recompense, in other words, payback, for the time when their foot shall slip, for the day of their calamity is at hand, and their doom comes swiftly. The other thing that makes it a little hard to forgive is that we compare. We compare our sin to their sin. Y'all do know that comparison will mess you up. I don't care what you're comparing. You get on social media and you see the highlight reels that people post and their life looks so great and you start comparing it to your life and you're all jacked up. Comparison is not good, y'all. Comparison will mess you up. So you've got to learn to let go of it. And when you let go of comparison, that'll make it a little easier to forgive. And you want to know how? Let's go back to the fundamental attribution error. Remember that? When we give ourselves grace, but we hold it from others, it's easy to minimize our own sin and blow up the sin of somebody else, right? And it's because we're biased. We make allowances. We make excuses for ourselves. Oh, well, I did that. I was tired. I was hangry. You know, I, I do a lot of stuff, y'all, when I'm hangry. can ask Pastor Bob. Don't ask him. But we make excuses for what we do or what we say because of that bias, that natural bias that humanity has. And then the other person, you let them do something to you and, oh, they're a demonic possession from hell. They're a demon. They're horrible. They're a wretched person. And you know what? Sometimes you could be right. Sometimes you could be right. Sometimes people do things that are so evil and so unthinkable that that can only be done because of the influence of Satan himself. I get that. That's a fact. I'm not minimizing that at all. But here's the thing about God, and I want you to hear me on this. God forgives all sin. All sin. He's not comparing it. He's not qualifying it. He's not saying, oh, what's her name over here? She, she's a good person. I'm going I'm to let her slide on that. But this one, no. No, he doesn't do that. Sin is sin to God. Sin separates us from him, period. All sin, all sin, God forgives. That means Jesus didn't die for just your stuff or my stuff. He died for everything, every unspeakable evil thing that has been done. The person who did it, Jesus died for that person too. That person that hurt you, whatever they did, Jesus died for them, too, to forgive them if they turned to him. Look, what that person did to you or said about you, it cannot be undone. They did what they did. You can't erase it. But they're going to have to deal with God on that. And his way of handling things is a lot better than ours. Besides, let me ask you this. Do you really want to be in charge of who gets forgiven and who doesn't? Do you want to be in charge of deciding who's worthy of forgiveness? I don't. That's heavy. I don't. And you know why? Because I know what I'm guilty of. I know what I'm capable of doing. And I know what I've done, and I need forgiveness. So, yeah, you know what? God isn't up there qualifying and and figuring out whose sin is better. He's not doing that. And I'm happy about that. 
because he forgives all sin, everything. And you know what? If he didn't, I wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, none of us would. So what about you? What if God hadn't forgiven you? Where would you be right now? I'm not saying that in a judgmental way, y'all. I'm just saying we got to think about these things. When we remember that forgiveness that God gives us daily, it gets a little easier to let other people off the hook. So when you don't think that that person deserves forgiveness, just ask yourself this question. Just ask yourself this question. Ask yourself, self, based on all that God has forgiven me of, how can I not forgive that person? Or maybe a better question would be this. Am I willing to trade my forgiveness for what I've done so that I can hold on and not forgive this person? Because that's what you're going to have to do. And maybe you were hurt so bad that you think you can't possibly forgive that person. I get that. And I know that people do some evil stuff, y'all. Some of us in this room have gone through some horrible, unthinkable, evil things. And forgiveness can seem impossible. And if that's where you are right now, I understand. And you wouldn't be wrong to think that you can't forgive them. Because honestly, y'all, without God, there's some things we cannot do. There's some things that are absolutely impossible to do. But with God, you can. You can. You can forgive that person. Whatever they did, whatever they said, whatever they're doing right now, you can forgive them. Maybe it was a, an ex. They lied. They left you. They hurt you. They let your heart broken in a million pieces. Maybe you were hurt as a child. Maybe you were abandoned by a parent. You can forgive that. But here's the deal. You can't do it in your own strength. And if you're trying to do it in your own strength, that's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. The Apostle Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he's writing about an encounter he had with God. And God basically tells him, my grace is sufficient for you. Now get this part. For my power, God's power is made perfect in your weaknesses. Think about that. And then you have Paul saying, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He knew, the apostle Paul knew there were some things he couldn't do without God. So he's basically saying, you know what, God, you're right. I need your power. I need your power to walk this out. I need your power to forgive what has happened. And he said, okay, you know what? Then I'm going to boast. I am weak without God. And the power of Christ can rest on you too. It can rest on you too. But that only happens when we're willing to surrender our weaknesses to God so that his power can work in us and through us. And that is when we can do the impossible. And it's absolutely impossible to forgive some things, y'all. So we have to decide. We have to decide that we will forgive them. And then we have to ask God to give us the strength to do it. We choose and we ask. We decide in our hearts that we're going to forgive. And then we ask God to give us the strength to do it. I've had to do that a lot lately, y'all. 
Lately, I've been staying telling God, Lord, I didn't deserve what they did, and I sure don't feel like forgiving them. But I trust you, I love you, and I want to obey you. So God, help me forgive, because I can't do it on my own. And then I release them, and I ask God to bless them, and then handle it. And y'all, I have to do that a lot, over and over and over. And if you got to do that over and over and over, that's okay. Be honest with God, because he honors your honesty. He wants your honesty. You can't change what you won't face. Just be honest with God. He already knows anyway. You're not hiding anything from him. He knows you don't really mean that. He knows you don't feel like forgiving them. It's okay. But you need to obey him. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for our obedience. So be obedient and choose to forgive. And then be honest with God and say, God, I cannot do it without you. I need you to help me do this. That's what he's looking for. The key is we have to face it. We have to face how we feel about that person. We need to be honest with God and tell him how we feel about them. And then forgive and do it out of obedience to God. And keep praying that prayer until forgiveness comes. Forgiveness is rarely instantaneous. It's a process. So you keep praying that over and over as many times as you have to. Forgiveness is a choice and it's a process. And even if you don't feel like forgiving them right now, God knows it. He knows. He knows how he made you. But the more you pray, the quicker the feeling will come. You don't have to feel like forgiving someone to make a decision to forgive them and then forgive them. And here's the beautiful thing about God. He's always looking at your heart. It's the why behind the what that matters to him. He's looking at our heart. What is our motive? You know, I love that prayer that King David prayed. Search me, O Lord. Search my heart. Know my anxious thoughts. Show it to me and then bring me back into right standing with you. That's my paraphrase of it, but that's a powerful prayer. Ask God to show you. Expose that place, that root of of unforgiveness that's turned into a root of bitterness. Ask God to show you, expose it, and then take it to him. Make a decision to forgive them. God knows your heart. He knows where you're hurting, and he wants to bring healing to that pain. You just got to run to God. Think of it like a little child running and jumping on the lap of a good, loving daddy. That's all you got to do. He's waiting for you to come to him. You know what? He meets us where we are, and then he gives us what we need when we obey. You can avoid bitterness in your life. You can avoid it if you choose to forgive and then let God help you through the process. God created us for relationships, y'all, so we have to learn to do them well. Bitterness and unforgiveness will keep you stuck in the past. And the only way to move forward is to forgive release that person release them receive God's forgiveness and then give it back make a choice make a choice to forgive and ask God to help you let's pray just just close your eyes and let's pray for a minute I know there are people here today and I know maybe something has happened and you just don't know what to do with it it was horrible it wasn't fair. It wasn't right. You didn't deserve it. Maybe, maybe you were abused in some unspeakable ways. Maybe you were just a child. You didn't deserve it. 
You didn't even know what was happening. And maybe you just kind of pushed it down inside thinking, I'm just not going to think about it. And forgiving them hasn't even occurred. That's okay. That's okay. Maybe you weren't even sure again of what was going on and you've kept quiet all these years. You've pushed the pain down deep in your heart. My friend, you can move on, but you can move on if you forgive. You've got to release them. Release them and forgive them because God's here and he wants to help you. Maybe your pain is a broken heart. You know, you gave that person the best of you, and they just trashed it. They crushed your heart. They left you, took advantage of you. Or maybe they're still around, and there's just no love or affection, and your heart's broken. You can't see any way to forgive them for what they've done, so you just pretend it doesn't hurt. Whatever happened, if you're going through life right now carrying this pain and unforgiveness, if you want to be free of that, forgive them. Release them to God, and when you do that, you release yourself. Forgiveness doesn't erase what they did, but if you release them to God, He will deal with it, and He'll give you a peace in your heart like you cannot imagine. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for broken hearts, burning, hurting hearts, Lord. Things that have happened that are unspeakable, Father. I pray for the people that are hurting right now, that are carrying around that heavy burden of unforgiveness, and it's grown into a root of bitterness that's just impacting all of their life, Lord. I pray right now that you just sear through the atmosphere, touch that burning heart, and bring healing, bring peace. Let your love be like a soothing balm flowing all over that burning heart right now, Father. Heal them. Heal those hurts. Father, give us the courage to release people. Lord, give us the strength to release those people that have hurt us, to forgive them. And God, give us hearts to obey you, to obey you, Father, out of love for you, just for who you are. Thank you, Father, that your presence is here and that you have healing in your hands. And Lord, forgive us where we've been holding on to things that we need to let go and give to you, Lord. Forgive us, Father. We love you, Lord. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name. Well, if you'll just, let's just stay in this atmosphere of prayer. Keep your eyes closed, your head bowed. And let me just ask you, if you've never asked God for forgiveness, and if you've never asked him to come into your heart and take over your life, now's a good time. Now's a good time to do that. If you know that you need forgiveness for something and you've never given that to God, come to him. Reach out to him because he's here right now. And if you're ready to ask Jesus into your heart to change you, to help you, to mold you, to shape you into the likeness of God, if you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus, you're tired of this. You're tired of trying to do it on your own and you know you need a savior. If that's you, Or if you want to recommit your life to Jesus, if that's you, he's here, friend. He's waiting for you. All you got to do, all you got to do is from your heart, pray a simple prayer. And believers will all pray it with you. Just pray after me. If that's you, if you're ready to ask Jesus to come into your heart, take control of your life, forgive you for your sins, and you're making a commitment today to walk with him all the rest of the days of your life, pray this simple prayer after me. Lord Jesus. I repent of my sin. 
ask you to forgive me. Wash me clean. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If God is transforming your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. You can give at PursuitChurchSA.com slash give. Thank you for listening and remember to follow us to enjoy more messages like this.